gas, no brake. And now we have liftoff. Welcome into the now we have liftoff New York Jets podcast. I am your host, Frank Jam Piccolo. And tonight I will be flying solo. Well, it was a tough one, Jets fans. This past weekend, they lost to the Bills. I will be talking about tonight. I will be talking about the debacle, which was the 45 17 thrashing that the Bills gave to the Jets. I will also be talking about Mike White's performance. Uh, Michael Carter, the defense as a whole. I'll talk a little bit about the rebuild um, and why it kind of is looking so bad. Uh, These games are looking so bad. And then I will talk about the upcoming game against Miami, which will be at home. And then I will give you my lock of the week. So uh, let's get into it. So the Jets lost 45 to 17 against the Buffalo Bills at home. And right from the gate, it it looked bad. Like every facet of the game, offense, defense, special teams, it was just a putrid performance by our Jets. Uh, coaching, terrible. Um Michael Floor seemed like he took a little bit of a step back. But uh, let's dive into the most important position on a football team, and that's the quarterback. Mike White came crashing back down to earth. He was 24 for 44, 251 yards, four interceptions. And for me, what I think is telling was that his average – uh, yard per attempt was 5.7 according to uh, PFF. That is just not good enough. And that is what I've been worried about with Mike White is that he doesn't push the ball down the field. And when he did, you kind of saw it in the second half that um, that it just it just isn't pretty. Like, he, like he's indecisive when he's throwing the ball down the field. He doesn't seem like he's throwing guys open. Like he seems like he's just going, hitting to where they are. And like that one deep ball to Elijah Moore, I I don't know how he didn't see Tredarius White there. Like that's a problem. And to me, that's why he is a backup quarterback because – He'll be solid in spot starts. You know, we saw that against Cincinnati. He was absolutely outstanding. But I think that was more of the defense that Cincinnati was running. Like, they left all those underneath stuff open. They left the dump-offs, the screens. And you saw a Buffalo defense that was going to – that put pressure on Mike White and wasn't going to let the screens and the checkdowns beat them or really hurt them. 
And it it was crazy because as I'm watching this game, I'm I'm thinking Zach Wilson can't get healthy fast enough because as bad as Zach has looked this year, I think the time off, watching Mike White, watching Josh Johnson against Indy, he real. I'm hoping that he could realize that he could get those dump off passes, and he said it leading up to the game that you know I got to play more like Mike White, take what the defense is giving you, and then when the time is right, take those shots. And and I think that's important, right? That he got to sit down, take a step back. Maybe he wasn't ready to start the year off as the starting quarterback. You know, uh, he kind of intimated that he should be a a uh, college senior this year and said he chose to come out in the draft. But when we look at the totality, like this is going to be a rebuilding year anyways. So I'd rather take my lumps with the second overall pick than with a, a late round draft pick that let's be honest, isn't, going to get us to the promised land where we want to go. So that being said, let's continue breaking down the game. Michael Carter had a decent game, 16 rush attempts for 39 yards, nothing to write home about, Uh, but he did have four catches for 43 yards. He had a decent game uh, with, you know, all things considered, you know, the offensive line, Played terrible. Uh, Fant probably had his worst game of the season. Um, had a holding call early, which really hurt the Jets on their on their second drive of the game. Uh, Morgan Moses, I haven't really gotten into that all too much because uh, I thought he's played okay, but the. Jets have a problem at right tackle because he's getting blown by repeatedly. And if this isn't fixed in next offseason, that could be a problem, especially when you have deficiencies at center and right guard, uh, McGovern and Van Roten, respectively. I thought McGovern played like McGovern usually plays, like, There wasn't anything out of the ordinary from him. Like, he didn't have any really egregious um, mistakes. You know, just his typical having trouble blocking the zero tech and the one tech. But I thought Van Roten played a very putrid game. He was getting blown back repeatedly. uh, Pressure on Mike White repeatedly from Van Roten's guy. Uh, but we did have a bright spot. Elijah Vera Tucker, in my opinion, is going to be a perennial Pro Bowl player. Like You could see it. Like He would probably not a Pro Bowl player this year, but going forward, I think he's a player that we could start to build around. With that being said, I would like to see Makai Becton at least start practicing. Like, I don't know if I would have him play, but I want to see him start practicing. I'm really concerned with a man that size with the amount of injuries that he's had. You see it 
in basketball all the time with these big centers that are tall in stature and their bodies just get broken down. You know, this is two straight years where he's he's been out for an extended period of time. Salah said it'd probably be one to three weeks before he even starts practicing again. I don't know. Like, I'm not ready to break the kid off, but it's a problem that he can't stay on stay on the field. Uh, like I said, the offense was just terrible. LaFleur didn't call a good game. I know everybody was making a, a big deal about him being back up in the booth and how, you know, he could see the field better. Well, it it didn't really look it. I know we we're going against the best defense in the league, according to uh, some uh, stat companies that have uh, their projections. I know PFF has Buffalo's uh, number one rated total defense, and you can see why. They fly to the ball. They got really good linebackers, and their D-backs are crazy. Like, Tredarius White is out of, out of this world. But let's get into the defense because Robert Sala came over here as a defensive defensive savant and the last three, four weeks, probably the last four weeks, if you because we're gonna include the New England game, the Cincinnati game the Indy game, and now Buffalo. They can't do anything. John said it last week. They don't defend the run well. They don't defend the pass well. They make dumb penalties all the time. And the injuries, again, with this defense, are just racking up. Brandon Eccles has just went on to the short-term IR. He's got... Some type of quad. I'm not too sure what it was, but he's he's on IR. So that's another defensive player that the Jets are going to lose for an extended period of time. So Josh Allen passed for 366 yards and two TDs. And most of that passing went to Stefan Diggs, who had eight catches for 162 yards. Me and John talked about it, about... Why Buffalo is struggling is that the teams that they're playing against primarily are playing that cover two defense, which in that cover two, normally if you play it right, stops that big explosive play uh, down the field because you got two safeties over the top. In theory, they're supposed to provide help for the, the cornerbacks over-the-top help for the cornerbacks. The Jets, for whatever reason, decided they were going to play one safety deep, and that safety was Ashton Davis, and Ashton did have a decent game. He had five tackles, whatever. Like, it was whatever. I, For the life of me, I do not know why they left Javelin Gidry on an island with one of the best receivers in the league. It, I don't I don't get it. 
I don't get it. They didn't they didn't jam him. They just let him run straight down the field. And no matter what the Jets did from from jump to the final gun, they couldn't do anything. And they got embarrassed. Now I'm I'm really trying not to lampoon on this coaching staff because I know it's a new coaching staff. I know it's the first year of the system, and Salah said as much that he he's not going to take over the play calling from Ulbrich. But something's got to be done. And I know they said at the beginning of the year there's going to be no special elixirs. They're not going to come up with these great play calls. But as a coach, your number one job is to put your team in the best position to win. And by playing a single high safety against the Buffalo Bills, you're not doing that. You're just not. You cannot leave these guys on an island against Stefan Diggs. And furthermore, if you are going to do that, how about we put our best cornerback on him, and that is Bryce Hall. You cannot leave Gidry by himself all game, well, not all game, but most of the reps, Buffalo knew that the Jets weren't going to swap sides with Hall, make him wherever Diggs went, Hall was going to go. And it was, he just feasted. All game, he just feasted. And for the life, of, I I just I just don't get it. And and on top of that, the Jets couldn't the Jets couldn't get any any rush on Allen. Couldn't make him get off his spot. It seemed like he had all day to pass. the The run defense was a little better, but I think the only reason that it seemed that they're a little better was because Buffalo doesn't really run the ball. And when they do run the ball, that it's normally with Josh Allen. But they didn't need to run the ball because Josh Allen was having a field day with his passing lanes. It Again, it was just atrocious. Now, the, now to piggyback on that is I get that the Jets are devoid of talent, especially when you talk about the injuries. They lost Lawson in training camp. May went down last week. He's out for the year. Hamza's still hurt. Jared Davis only got back a couple weeks ago. Mosley's been out. Pinnock is hurt. Echoes got hurt in this game. We, we lost, I think, Two safeties, three safeties, something like that. It, I get it. I do. And I get that they're trying to install, change the culture. But you, we can't keep banging our heads against the wall and expecting us not to have a headache. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Okay, now that I said that, I want to talk about the rebuild. Because that's what this is. This was nothing that we've ever seen before. This was a complete teardown. We 
We tore down all the walls. We tore down all the studs. We went right to the foundation. Joe Douglas did and Solid did. And we're going to start anew. So when you think about it, I don't know how many of these guys are 4-3 defensive players. Probably Lawson, Rankins, and all the rookies that they drafted. That that's probably about it. And I think Quinnen, I think Quinnen's able to do that, but that's not why he was drafted. He was drafted to be that three-four defensive tackle. You know, one of McCagnan's picks. So when we get frustrated and we start talking about how Joe Douglas is terrible and how last year's draft class, 2020's draft class was not good. You know, you talk about Becton, you talk about Davis, you talk about Mims, you know, you talk about these guys and how they're not productive. Mims can't get on the field. He didn't play last week because he had COVID and, yeah, I get it. And that draft class is not looking so great. But when you talk about this year's, it's promising. You know, Elijah Moore is playing well. Michael Carter looks like he's going to be a, a great running back for us. Jerry's still out on Zach Wilson. And I think that's that's where Joe Douglas is going to um, either get a lot of credit or he's going to be fired is on that pick. Because normally... You don't get two shots at picking a quarterback. But this was this was a team effort. They all decided that they wanted a complete teardown. They all did. And we haven't we haven't done that. Like it's always been like halved, right? Like it's always been we're going to bring in all these veteran players like the Jets did when uh, Rex took over, right? And uh, you had a bunch of Mangini's players, and then the following year they brought in Santonio Holmes and signed Darrell Rivas to a monster deal, and you had Thomas Jones, Lindanian Tomlinson, and then Todd Bowles, the same thing. You know, they traded for Brandon Marshall. They had Eric Decker. They brought in all these old older veteran type of players. Well, we don't have that. We're brand, everyone's brand new. They're going to learn together. They're going to make mistakes together. And you hear Salah talk about the roller coaster ride. Well, we're, we're in that valley right now. And I'm hoping in this next stretch of games where they got two against Miami, they have the Texans, they have the Saints, they have the Eagles. So hopefully, you know, we can see what this team has going forward. Like we knew that we aren't on the same level as the Buffalo Bills, but we, the two wins that the Jets do have, we beat solid football teams. Cincinnati Bengals are a good football team. The Tennessee Titans with Derek Henry was probably the best team in the AFC. So those are good wins. And we, we can't forget about that. Well, with that being said, let's get into the Miami game. As always, this podcast is brought to you by the Pigskin Podcast Network. 
and DraftKings. Hey, football fans, who's ready to score some free bets? Now you can. When you bet on any NFL game this week, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, new customers who bet just $1 on either team to win, or sorry, either team to score, can win $100 in free bets. When a team scores, you score. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on either team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older. New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. So now that that's out of the way, let's let's break into this game. Miami, not a good team. The Jets, not a good team. Zach Wilson, don't know if he's playing. I hope he's playing because I think whoever's playing has a very good shot at doing well, and I don't want to hear a, from the talking heads about how Mike White needs another opportunity if he starts this week and he plays well. Zach Wilson's the future. Time to see what we got in him. I want to see if he learned anything from sitting out. I want to see how the rest of the team responds to Zach Wilson coming in. But the most important part of this team that I want to see improve is that defense. Miami doesn't really run the ball. Tua is a young quarterback who's prone to make poor decisions at times. The line on this game is we are plus three. I've been going back and forth in my mind on this. Because the Jets have been playing very bad. They just got embarrassed. And Miami's not a good football team. I'm going to take the Jets at plus three. I think Zach Wilson's going to play again. Or I think he's going to start this week. I think the Jets are going to get a boost from that. I think the defense is going to play angry because they got embarrassed. I think Sal has been taking a lot of heat. A lot of it deserved, and I think the, the the team is going to use that as a rallying cry, and I think the Jets are going to win. The Jets are going to win. The Jets are going to cover, and I think Zach Wilson is going to throw for, like, I don't know, 225, 250, 
pair of touchdowns. Uh, and I think Michael Carter is going to have a big game. I think this is like Michael Carter's breakout. Like I know he had a, like a breakout game against Cincinnati. This is going to be like the NFL is going to take notice. I I think after this game, I hope. Who, who knows? It's it's the Jets. My lock of the week. I am going to take the Packers who are giving two and a half points to Minnesota at Minnesota. I just don't trust that Minnesota defense. Aaron Rodgers is going to be Aaron Rodgers. And I think the Jets, sorry, I think the Packers rather are going to win that game handedly. And that's all I got. I just want to say, guys, keep the faith. Have patience. We knew what this was going to be. The Jets were four, five, six wins at the most. I know it's tough, but just remember this is year one of a rebuild. And take solace in that Seattle loss again. So that pick should be higher than most of us expected. And I appreciate you guys for listening and watching. Uh, Don't forget to hit the like and subscribe button on YouTube. And as always, you can catch us on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a comment. Like us. We appreciate it. And hoping to have John back next week. So we could talk about the Dolphins and preview the next week's game. Love you. Appreciate you. Peace.